Hey everybody, welcome to episode 225 of the Bite Me Podcast. Normally I don't say this, but today is March 10th, 2021, and that's Mario only Day. important because it's Mario Day. Um, I always think I it's really weird. I realize that now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have seen it in a couple places. Adam, uh, friend of the show, you may remember him, mentioned it on uh, Facebook, maybe? So, anyway... Uh, I don't know what that means. I guess it's a reminder that you have f- 16 days to buy that stupid Mario game that for some reason only oh, exists yeah. through March 31st. Because And there's like four games on the eShop right now, which this doesn't do you any good. Um, they're 35% off, I think. Oh, very nice. You can get like uh, Mario Maker, Mario two. Tennis, and two other related games. I don't know. Fairly okay discount, but oh. that doesn't do you any good because it's not March 10th when you're hearing this. Oh, bummer. Do you always think it's weird when you, like, I don't, I don't hear it as much as I used to, but I used to hear a lot of podcasts that would like start with the date every time. And I'm like, why do you, why does this matter? I'm not listening to this the day you recorded it probably. Odds are good. I'm listening to it weeks later. Like it, it just doesn't seem yeah. to be that important, but I don't know. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. This isn't a date podcast or a dating podcast or Ooh. Any of those things. It, it could, could be a dating be. podcast, I guess. Do you? Would you like me to find you a date, Colby? Would your wife mind? Probably. Oh, well, I guess it's not a dating podcast then. We're going to talk about video games. Uh, well, we're talking actually, about raisins. We're going to talk about raisins. The you like verb dates? creating love... raisins is called dating. I love dates. They're good. They're real good. And we're going to talk about... Uh, you know, the Switch a little bit. We're going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. We're going to talk about Diablo 2. I'm actually really curious what Colby thinks about this. Uh, and the Xbox is getting a new web browser, which normally would not be news that we would talk about, but it's kind of interesting in some different ways. We got questions from Sweaty Spooks, Elf the Wrath 52, uh, Colby, and my Woo. wife. Uh, questions are interesting this week. couple cheap free games, and uh, Six Days in Fallujah is back in full corner because, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing this is not the... I mean, this is the second time, but I'm guessing it's also not the last time. Uh, we're going to talk about some games we've been playing first. Though Dylan didn't play any games. It's okay. We still love him. Did you play anything? Like, did you did you barbecue something? Did you do what did you do that's interesting, Dylan? Um, do you want, that's do you want a good me to question. Find a picture cause... of a Nintendo game that you can describe. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I'll talk about Haven while you find a video game for uh, Dylan to describe. So Haven is a game pass game i don't remember have you ever talked about it before cole i know you played it a little bit but i don't remember if we talked yeah, about it on the podcast I, or not i talked a little bit about it <coughs> excuse me i don't oh. even know how i would describe haven it's like a it's like a walking sim except you don't walk you fly and there's a ton of narrative like the, the game is hugely narrative based um and you collect a lot of stuff. Anyway, you are a uh, a guy and a girl, and you actually play both characters um, who have crash landed on a planet that has been broken into pieces. And you did it in kind of a Romeo and Juliet type way, where you're trying to escape um, this kind of repressive regime that uh, the girl's mother is actually kind of in charge of. Um, that is real big into like uh, like a huge part of their culture is the matchmaker and she chooses who you will marry. And so they decide that they do not want to get married to the people that uh, they were supposed to be married to. So they ran away in a spaceship and crash landed on a planet that they only knew existed because they found like some records of it in 
um, like the government's databases, but no one really knows why they would have any records of it because it didn't appear that it had ever been colonized. And so what you do is you start out, um, and the game's based around this concept called flow and flows like this kind of magical energy that comes up from the ground and you have to catch it in order to be able to not, you can actually always fly because your, your flying is based on like anti-gravity boots, but you can fly higher. If you have flow, you can collect this stuff called rust. If you have, um, flow, you can, uh, do all sorts of different things. And, and you can also use the flow, like the, it creates bridges that, that creates, uh, these flow bridges between the different broken up parts of the planet. And so that's kind of the gameplay. You, you go around, you collect, um, food in different locations because you have to eat. Um, that also helps heal you. And, but it also like cooking is a narrative part of the game. When you, when you cook food and you eat food, your characters will interact and talk to each other. Um, when you go to bed every night, your characters will interact and talk to each other. There's places in your, your spaceship where you can have conversations. And so almost everything you do in this game pushes the narrative forward so there's this stuff called rust and you have to collect it on every planet and you not only use it as a resource to build things but also um when you collect all of it it, it does conversations around how much you've collected you're, you're trying to find pieces to fix your broken spaceship and every time you you find a piece of your spaceship you have a, a narrative conversation so it's an interesting game because a lot of it is just kind of like going around collecting stuff in order to push the narrative forward and the narrative's really 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 good um i'm well, I don't know, maybe eight hours into it. I think I'm getting close to the end. I think it's like a 10 or 12, maybe 14 hour game. Um, but I'm liking enough that I'm actually kind of like, I'm not purposely trying to hundred percent it, but I like, I enjoy what I'm doing enough that I'm collecting things that I probably don't have to. I'm exploring places that I probably don't have to. Um, and I just really like it. It's on game pass. It's, uh, obviously free if you have game pass and it's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting take on the story on, on narrative stories that does things in, in kind of interesting ways. Like for instance, there is combat. Um, and I don't particularly like it. Like I actually, if you could skip the combat, I would a hundred percent skip the combat every time, but oftentimes to clear a area of the rust that you're trying to get rid of and open up new bridges, you actually have to fight a bad guy at the end in order to do it. But I think the game realizes that not only does it have an accessibility options that allow you to make the combat easier, it also will let you just auto battle. So you literally hit a button and your people will just fight and they don't do probably as well as I would as I, if I was controlling the fighting, but they usually do well enough that it's okay. And you can't die. Like the worst thing to happen if you lose all your energy is you just end up at your last, um, not even at your last save point, but the last place you saved with all of your progress up until then. So there's not a lot of like the worst part about dying is that eventually you'll probably run out of healing potions um, because they're kind of hard to make. They take a lot of collecting to make them. So I don't know. It's a really interesting game that is unlike probably any other game I've played before. Um, but it's really, it's really interesting. Okay. So let's Haven. I suggest you play it. Like I said, like I said, it's free on game pass. I don't know if you can play it anywhere else. Do you know, call is it on PC or switch or I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't have an idea. It's, it's real good though. I, I suggest it. Okay. So Dylan is going to look at, um, probably one of my, my favorite games off of the NES and it's called a boy and his blob. What do you think this game's about Dylan? Where's the cover? It is in the show notes. In the notes. Got it. That's a good spot for it. Yeah. But I have two browsers open because Squadcast only works in Google Chrome. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't use it in Safari. I did not know that. Well, I 
I'm really stuck on Blavalonia. I think that's the greatest part of this cover. A boy uh, and his... So the full title of this game is Dave Cranes. David. A, oh, I'm sorry. David Cranes, A Boy in His Blob, Trouble on Blavalonia. Man, I feel like this is an archaeological adventure. Um I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> you these, these covers are always so misleading. Um I'm trying to read the uh help the blob save his planet from the evil emperor. So apparently there's an emperor blob or I'm going to throw this out there. It has absolutely nothing to do with a blob. It's just an emperor, but for some reason the emperor is um, exerting his power over some sort of blob civilization. Um, that's what I got. You're you're super close, Dylan. Um, let, let me pull up the Wikipedia uh, here. Can you so, save Blobalonia? So, so <laughs> what if I told you that David Crane is best known as the designer of Pitfall? I know, right? I just read that. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, a boy and his blob is a 2D side-scrolling puzzle platformer <clears throat> in which players control a young boy as he cooperates with a blob-like creature to overcome various obstacles. The boy can feed the blob a variety of jelly beans, which are unlocked as the game progresses and vary depending on the level, which transforms it into one of 15 different objects that can be used to solve puzzles and defeat enemies. These include ladders for climbing, anvils to drop on top of enemies, holes that allow the boy to drop through platforms, and cannons for shooting the difficult to reach shooting to the difficult to reach uh, areas um it's very it's very good dylan it's very very good yeah. <laughs> now that you say that i could kind of, i kind of figured that out because you can see the jelly beans and yep. the blob is now a ladder and now he's an umbrella and then a bubble um it kind of seems like it might have been inspiration for like a game like pikmin i um, can see that yeah this this game pikmin you have the different colored pikmin and you can like connect circuits with the yellow ones or do things with water with the blue ones or um so that's kind of cool and I, I mean nothing that's a good pitch that's a solid pitch it's good and it also got um like remastered and re-released in like 2016 so well, it was remade actually... it's not like the same thing it's it's a different game it's not like remastered oh really no I, it is as far as i know it is like a separate game but yeah, it still works the same way where you yeah, feed yeah. your blob jelly beans yeah, okay of course. so yeah so it looks the 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 new version of it actually looks pretty good so yeah. it's got very positive reviews on uh on uh steam so boy and his blob check it out it was one of my favorite games on uh on probably oddly, we never owned that. Really? No. God, there's so we rented so many games. Yeah. It's just crazy. There's also a, a game called The Rescue of Princess Blobette. Oh. This guy also made uh, the Simpsons, Bart Sim Bart versus the Space Mutants, and Bart versus the World, and I, Bart Simpson escaped from Camp Deadly on uh, any sort of resume. He also made Home Improvement colon Power Tool Pursuit. That I would put on a resume. That game's awful. And Night Trap. <laughs> Night Trap. Wow, that is Vigil a that's the gamut, <laughs> right? And he made Klondike as well, which I 
think I remember being a game as well. Oh, maybe it's just a solitaire game. <laughs> anyway, all right, so that's a point is blob. Colt, do you want to tell us about what you have been playing? I do. Um, I started up uh, Far Cry Primal because I got it on sale, and that game is awesome. Um, he liked it enough that he bought me a copy. Yeah, because I knew that you wouldn't buy it yourself, so, you know. Probably true. Cut out that middleman, and which I'm not sure who the middleman is there. Yeah, good enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that game's really good. It It's interesting in that it doesn't feel like a Far Cry game, but totally feels like a Far Cry game. I don't know how to describe it. Um, I, I it It is a Far Cry game, but it feels not like any of the other Far Cry games. But it shares all of the same, you know, you're still doing the like, oh, go here and open up more of the map and go here and, you know, do this little thing and... Uh, you know, why don't you cut open this boar so that you can make a better bag for your arrows or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I'm like eh, four or five hours in and still, I, I've beat it before, but, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I really like the Far Cry games. How long is it? I think it's just like standard Far Cry, like probably... You know, you can probably beat it in 20 hours, but I would guess somewhere between 20 and 60. <laughs> I was going to say, you can beat it in 20 hours, but I'll spend 80. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I think I beat it last time in like 40-something, but... I don't, I don't, I don't want to take it back to David Crane again, but he is actually releasing new Atari games for the new Atari 2600 Ooh. console. <laughs> is that coming out ever? It, it, it is already out. You can oh, buy it? one now, I guess. <laughs> Is, does he have a room at the Atari Hotel? Or I got, I hope so. His latest game is called Circus Convoy. Oh boy, sounds great! Sounds great. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then I beat Spirit Fair. Nice, um, which is absolutely incredible and probably one of the best games I've ever played. I'm very. Excited to play that. Like, I think that's going to become my next um, How play on my phone game. How emotionally drained do you want to be? Pretty good. I'm. I like. I. I don't have much in the way of emotions left. Like okay, after well, a year in the pandemic, I'm just kind of flat all the time. Because that game is sad. Is it going to make me cry? It might. Oh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, it is an excellent, excellent game. Um, nice. Like you know, it's mostly. Mostly, you know, like kind of narrative based, but also you've got a little bit of the like kind of farming life sim in there. Kind of, you also build, uh, you know, because you build rooms and different um, like uh, smiths and log cutting things on your boat. Um, so you got to, you know, do that. It's just really, really good. Um, it's available, I think, on every console. Because um, I know it's on the Switch. And but it is a, it's, it's in Game Pass on it is on Game Pass and it's it's literally probably like you know in my top 10 favorite games kind of thing. It does have a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah, it is very good. Very nice. Yeah, it's I uh I have been shocked at how willing I am to play video games on my phone remote played off my Xbox. Like yeah. I probably play an extra Depending on the week, it kind of depends on how much I'm working at night, but uh, I probably spend between like four and ten hours playing video games on my phone now, and it's great. It's yeah. absolutely it, great. 
it works really well. I played a little bit of Far Cry Primal just to see because I like all the games I played before are kind of you know like Spiritfarer where you yeah. know you're not having to do a lot of stuff in that, but uh, Far Cry worked fine. And I think that's the thing that kind of shocked me is, is I think I said like two or three weeks ago, I'm like, well, I wouldn't, you know, I was playing Maneater and I'm like, well, I don't think Maneater would be the kind of game that I'd play on my phone. And then like that week I spent like five or six hours playing Maneater on my phone. It's, yeah. it's shocking how well it works. And, and like I've said before, it's shocking the difference between doing it on a, uh, one, a, ser- a series X versus a one X. Like my, yeah. my series X works significantly better. I was actually kind of bummed this week. We were watching, um, uh, Ted Laszlo, which if you have lasso, not, lasso sorry, I, for some reason I want to say Laszlo or Lasco. It doesn't matter. Like I, it's none of those Ted La- say it again. Lasso Ted Lasso, L- like, the, like the, you know, like the cowboy, yeah, like a yeah. cowboy. Yeah. 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 Which is maybe one of the funniest shows I've ever seen that is yeah, also so like good. incredibly like there's some very like kind of sad parts in it too. It's freaking incredible if you have um, Apple TV or Apple Plus or I don't know if that that paid Apple subscription that's just, kind of like Netflix. Just, just spend five bucks, get Apple Plus, watch uh, Ted Lasso, uh, maybe watch Tiny World, but I think that's also on Netflix, yeah. and then just cancel it. It's ten episodes. You could watch it super fast. It's really, really, really good, though. Um, especially if you like soccer. Although, I don't think you'd have to like soccer no, to watch it. But if you, you would have to. If you like soccer, I think it'll be a little bit better, maybe. But yeah. I have to watch that on my Xbox because I don't have any other wa- way to watch um, Apple TV. Um, because I don't have a, I don't have a Chromecast on my TV anymore and my TV, like my smart TV doesn't have a Apple TV app yet. Um, and so I'd had to watch it for Max Max. So while I was watching it, I couldn't play video games, which is kind of a bummer. So anyway, uh, that is that let's talk about, uh, Patreon for a, just a, just a quick second. You guys know the drill. Uh, if you would like to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, slip us a couple dollars. We have a one, three, seven and $10 tier. If you are on the $10 tier, we will say your name right now. Do you want to see the names this week? Call? Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, good old John Tippins. Uh, tip of the hat to him. Ooh, maybe this is a bad idea. This is gonna uh, go bad. I'm regretting this, this is... already. Sean <laughs> uh, and Austin Palmer. Um, I'm not going to give them two separate names. They're just Sean and Austin. Um, and then uh, Alan Schulte, who, man, like, I'd hate to have that last name. Not because it's not cool or anything, but like, you know, weird last names. Can you imagine teaching your kid to spell that? I know. Hard. Like, yeah, my kid, yeah, can barely spell her name. And it's like, you know. Real easy, so Johnson's easy, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's got like the silent H, so I don't know. Mm. It's just Schulte, like I don't know. I like it. I always hated. I Johnson. like it. It's such a boring yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Joel Co- Joe Cole Jr., who I believe popped in on uh, our thing on <laughs> Sunday as we were leaving. I we're felt like, terrible, hey, Joe. And then like. We're like Got to go make lunch. Yeah, literally, my wife was like, "Hey, it's ten. You need to stop playing video games and come have breakfast." I'm like, "Okay, let me just wrap this up with Colby." And as we said that, Joe popped into our our, our uh, chat and was like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hey Joe, I know this sounds like we're gonna ditch you, but we're not ditching you. It just was but we're extraordinarily ditching. poor timing." <laughs> so Joe needs to join our group earlier. Earlier, <laughs> like I mean, all he's gonna hear is me like singing random '80s songs. Um, yeah. 
for I no won't reason. say that being in a group with Colby and playing video games is, you know, it's the highlight of my week. You, I could, be, hear, you could hear me sing uh, Boys of Summer. Yeah. So it, there's that. It happens. It definitely happens. I uh, So I work with a guy named Bob, and I asked him in a call today if he had ever heard the song Bob by No Effects. And he's like, no, I haven't. And then he listened to it, and I haven't even listened to the song, but it's been stuck in my head for like the past six hours, so... You know, it might still be this weekend. We'll see. What about Bob by Drive-By Truckers? So you heard that song? Oh, shoot. I don't know if he's heard that song. I'll ask him that one tomorrow. Yeah. It's a very different song than Bob by No Effects. Very different. Um, anyway, Patreon. Join it. Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can read it next week, Dylan. We'll just. I mostly just wanted to finish my coffee. That was really what I wanted. <laughs> so it's all good. I wanted to read Twitter, but you're like, Colby, read this. So. <laughs> all right. Let's do some other stuff. Dylan. News. So this first bit of news, like by now, is not new news because it dropped, I don't know, 20 minutes after we finished recording last week's episode, which I thought was extremely rude. In the same vein, like Microsoft's supposed to have a huge bunch of announcements tomorrow. They're going to announce a bunch of like probably kind of their, it could be a bunch of things, but there's supposed to be a bunch of new games coming to Game Pass, uh, specifically a bunch of Bethesda stuff. Um, Why are they so inconsiderate? I know, right? They're going to do... So I kind of thought about like pushing this back. I'm like, nah, it's fine. We can... We'll just... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, there's some rumors that they'll talk about which games are going to be exclusive to the Xbox from the Bethesda line of stuff. I don't know. All sorts of Bethesda news tomorrow, but we'll see. That's not what we're talking about, though. We're talking about the new Switch. So I think we've been talking about a new Switch forever now, but it this this, although not officially announced, is... Probably the closest you're going to be to saying, hey, there's a new Switch coming out without Nintendo themselves saying there's a new Switch coming out. Apparently, the uh, mass production is going to start in like two or three months. Um, the new Switch is going to be slightly bigger. So currently, the Switch has a 6.2-inch screen, and the new one is going to have a 7-inch screen. So the new screen is essentially, um, if you look at your Switch, you're like, you know, you've got a screen, and then there's like a little bit of black, like... Um, plastic around the edge of it. Uh, the new switch will go like edge to edge on that, so it's it's like 0.8 inches bigger, which is just just a little teeny bit there on the edges. Um, but it's going to have an OLED screen instead of the current one. And like, I don't. Do you guys like ever go to Costco or whatever, or I don't know, a place that sells TVs no. and and look at those OLED screens and just go like, God damn, my TV is so crappy. Like, why don't I have one of these gorgeous, beautiful? OLED TVs. And then the answer is because they're outlandishly expensive. Um, expensive. Like super duper expensive. Man, those screens are gorgeous. So it's going to look like that. Um, it's still only going to support 720p in uh, undocked mode. But like, and like, like we can talk about that. Definitely. Like, I don't, I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter in like undocked. You're the resolution that close isn't a big deal yeah they, like they said they said you know when you look at like dots per inch of 720 on a screen that small like that's the same resolution as your phone it's not like it's 720 stretched across the you know 19 inch monitor that you're sitting two feet away from it's 720 on a little tiny teeny screen that you know you're holding two feet from your face so and with the, those oled panels i don't think it's going to be a big deal at all. And what you're going to gain is like, could it bump up to 1080? Probably, but your battery life will suck. So like I personally for a portable would rather have a little bit less resolution and maybe more solid frame rates and better battery life. So, um, uh, but docked, it'll be able to play 4k, which is cool. I guess. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what'll be interesting to see is what it does with old games or if it, 
how it'll play old games or if it'll play old games or if it will play all the old games. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, Nintendo does not have a great history of those things. So maybe you're going to, you'll probably have to buy Breath of the Wild again in the eShop. Um, but it'll be interesting to see like if they can output scale Breath of the Wild up to 4K or if it's of, of locked resolution. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Let's just like assuming that, uh, Assuming that it stays at the same price, so what are they three hundred bucks? Would you buy a new fancy OLED switch for three hundred dollars? No, <laughs> I'd probably upgrade mine. I think, I think that would be valuable to me. Why? Uh, why not, Cole? Um, ask me the last time I used my switch. I know. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. It was like a month ago to buy the Contra and Castlevania. Um, things and i still haven't played those so i might actually use i i kind of want to play crystallis though so i might actually uh pick it up i uh i think the worst part about it is in my head i know i don't use it at all like like the worst part about the switch is it hurts my hands to hold it like it is an uncomfortable system for me to play and so i prefer to play it docked at which point why um but I also know that, like, I like new shiny systems, so it's going to be very hard for me not to buy one. Um, I'm guessing, especially after I see that gorgeous screen on that thing. So um, they're looking uh, probably to be out. They're, they're going to try and make a million of these suckers starting in June, which means they'll probably be available probably Christmas this year. Um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one for me. I don't know. I, I know in my head and like like I said, I love playing my I love playing my Xbox using an Xbox controller and my phone. So really, what I should do is just invest money on a better phone because my uh, it is pretty awesome. <laughs> Does it make that. a difference? So you went from an iPhone seven to an iPhone twelve. Do you notice a difference on remote playing? Um, I don't notice like a like performance uh, thing, but like the bigger screen is nice. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like I think I think the seven has like a five point two screen and this one has like six point one inch. Yeah. So. I could maybe I'll spend my three hundred dollars on a better phone. I'm super I'm really excited about being able to stream Game Pass games to it too. I don't know. It's yeah. it's very exciting. I, I like that a lot. So you, you think you might upgrade though, Dylan? Spend the three hundred bucks? Now you already have two switches. Would you sell one of them? Yeah I uh probably because you can only have two linked to your account at any one time of course you can that makes sense yeah 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 which is kind of dumb that's obnoxious. what we're looking for doing dumb um, <laughs> not that i need to have three <laughs> um really but um I'd probably but it seems weird to limit in, like it. the spare room if yeah. there was no limit but i'll probably trade it in and trade up i guess and that's what i guess i could say is if the price is the same i could see if i could if i could sell my current switch for like 100 bucks or 150 bucks and then only have to put another 100 150 into a new switch maybe i'd do that that might be all right um i don't know i almost did it when they were doing the trade-ins for the new just the updated same when they because you, it was like fifty dollars out of pocket or something. Yeah, and you got the little bit better battery life, and yeah, yeah. But I don't know. In reality, I, I'm not generally 
chewing through the battery in any one time. So yeah, well, I have uh, I have enough phone battery packs to uh, keep my switch going for a while, so it'll be all right. I don't know. We'll see. I, like, as you know, like I said, it's not even official yet, but I think I think this one's gonna come true. I feel pretty good about this. Okay. Uh, so about two weeks ago, we talked about how uh, the lead designer on the Hogwarts Legacy game was a bit of a. Uh, Jackass? Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. Um, had a YouTube channel with a lot of pro Gamergate takes, a lot of um, rather misogynistic takes, um, just just kind of bad YouTube opinions. The kind of the kind of opinions that that do really well on YouTube, but maybe aren't great. Um, and at the time, he was like, "Hey, WB knows exactly who I am. I showed them my YouTube when I was hired." Um, and That's they were totally awkward. Yeah, right. <laughs> the guy and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I, I mean, I think that's the weird thing is, is like, I don't think my online opinions are, well, I mean, there are some of them aren't great, but like, man, when I was looking for a job, I locked my social media down. Like I went private on Twitter. I like locked down my Facebook. I didn't want a single, I didn't want to lose a job because, you know, someone looked at my Twitter and was like, I don't know if I really like what you're saying on that Twitter. Um, don't follow me on Twitter, by the way. It's not great. Um, but like to, to go into a job and like have the, the confidence to go like, I'm such a good designer that you can look at my crappy YouTube takes and, uh, you'll, you'll be fine. And apparently they were, um, anyway, long story short, he left Avalanche games, um, and is no longer working on that game. Um, apparently not because they asked him to leave. He actually chose to resign, which says to me what he did is he did that, that math in his head and figured that he can make more money being a right wing grifter on YouTube than he can being a lead designer at uh, avalanche. So that's, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. So he did say on leaving that, you know, like watch my YouTube for an update about why I left. So we'll see. Um, in, I guess, I don't want to say better news, different news, news. Uh, they have reported that uh, the character creator for Hogwarts Legacy will allow for transgender characters, which um, is kind of a nice thing. I, I mean, it's it is definitely a nice thing, but I don't know if that makes that game better exactly. Um, apparently, though, it is in direct response to a bunch of people that work there getting, you know, like, Hey, we're going to make this cool game. And everyone's like, Oh, sweet. Cool. I don't want to work on a Harry Potter game. And then like a year later, um, because you know, this game's been in production for quite a while, a year later, finding out that JK Rowling has some terrible opinions about trans people. Um, and so like, apparently the, the people working there are really pushing for this to happen, which I mean, helps, but like, I don't know. I still think I'm going to buy this game used. Um, so call, tell me, Back in the day, Colby and I played a lot of Diablo 2 together. Like a, like a lot. We played a lot of Diablo 2 together. And that was in, let's see, I lived in Michigan. So I'm going to say 2001. Yeah. Have you been keeping your Diablo 2 saves like on a floppy disk since then? And like going, of course, you know. It's actually on a zip drive. That's what I was going to say. You you went from like a floppy disk over to a zip drive and then you burn that zip drive over to a CD and then burn that CD to a DVD because you want and then probably have it on a flash drive now somewhere because you don't you know, you don't want to worry about data rot. You wanted to keep those those games healthy over the last 20 years. The good news is if you still have your Diablo 2 save game, you will be able to port that character and all of your stuff into the new Diablo 2 resurrected. And when I first heard that, I was like, well, that's real dumb. So here's here's the quote from uh, Matthew Cedarquist. Cedarquist's a good last name, Cole. That, name's, that last yeah. name is better than Johnson. Uh, 
And he said, back when we were working on the remaster, we wondered if old save games would work. And we kind of shoved it in, and it actually did. And we were like, okay, that's the best feature ever. This means that player will be able to pick up where they left off if they still have access to the files with all the audio-visual upgrades exclusive to the remaster in tow. Okay, so here's a thought, Cole. Diablo 2 did not have save games. Diablo 2's games all backed up to Battle.net because you had to play that game online regardless of whether you were playing single player or multiplayer, right? Did they? Yeah, because I remember, like, I mean, this was back in the day when that meant that I had to, like, dial into a modem in order to play Diablo 2. In 2001? Yeah. No, call like my life was very sad in 2001. Um, but I remember, I mean, I remember being out in Utah for Christmas, um, staying with my in-laws and using their like AOL account in order to dial in and play Diablo 2. So here's the question. Do you think those saves are still on your Battle.net account somewhere? Like, will you be able to? I don't think so, because if they're anything like um, World of Warcraft like stuff, World of Warcraft, they actually do. Uh like purge those every ah. so often but maybe i don't know i loved i had like a as i recall my character was like a uh oh shoot what do they call them people that rise other things from the dead um a necromancer, necromancer. yeah i had a cool necromancer that'd be kind of fun so i don't know we'll see uh diablo 2 is coming out this year i believe it's gonna have 4k graphics upgraded 3d models remastered cutscenes, and it's gonna be out on pc playstation uh, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, Nintendo Switch. Doesn't matter. Like, it honestly doesn't matter because I'm not going to play that game on the PC. <laughs> I'm going to play that game on the Xbox. So, uh, I it probably won't be able to pull in my Battle.net save, but kind of an interesting idea regardless, right? I guess. <laughs> Finally, last bit of news. Xbox is getting a new web browser, and I know all of you were like, God, I wonder when, I wonder when the Xbox will get the new version of Edge. Like, if you're just on the edge of your seats, right? Badoon-ching liars oh i actually did not mean that that was an accidental joke i did not mean to make that i apologize <laughs> but thank you as you should thank you um the cool thing is is what this means though is that the new version of edge coming to the xbox series x this is already in testing if you're in like the xbox beta program um is that it is a chromium based one so it's it's based on the same engine that like chrome and safari is based on and what it means is that you will be able to play things like um uh amazon luna and uh, Stadia through your web browser on your Series X, which is which is kind of cool, actually. Um, and in theory, it also means you'll be able to play um, Xbox or xCloud games via your browser inside your Xbox. So that's uh, supposed to hit relatively soon. Um, and I think I would be way... Like, I got Luna, and it was kind of fun. I actually thought it was a really good experience, but I didn't really have anywhere to play it besides my phone. And I think being able to play some of those PC games on my TV via uh, my Xbox is actually kind of a cool way to be able to, to do that. And, and Luna's cheap. It's six bucks a month, so... And you get a game library, so... Um, that's something you can also get... Uh, access to the entire Ubisoft library, I think, for $15 a month. So if you want to play any of those PC games on your Xbox and don't have an X, uh, you know, don't have a PC, that's actually going to be a pretty cool and easy way to do it as soon as that uh, new version of Edge comes out. So is that something you'd try, do you think? Like, is that, like, not having a PC call, is that something you'd, you'd give a go at? Probably not. But, I mean, <laughs> it's all right. I don't nah. know. I, I'm a simple I could, man. I could see myself resubscribing to Luna if I could play it that way. 
Um, well, and, and what I wonder too is if like it would still allow me to because I'd be inside my Xbox. Could I be in an Xbox chat like talking to you while I was playing Luna on my browser, which would be kind of cool. Probably. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, think I don't so. know. Um, we've got a question. Uh, we've got a problem here. Um, I didn't realize it was a problem until right now. <laughs> and that is, now. is that Vinny didn't give us a question. So I'm going to at Vinny right now and did. say, did he, did I miss it? I okay, literally, gonna... when I read the show notes, I thought that Vinny had a question in there. Nope. So I say, Hey, everyone, we need a podcast question. And then I got him from a bunch of people. Well, no, there's yeah, no, no Vinny. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him right now. We can put him at the end and then it will work. We'll see I how this goes. I literally thought that, uh, that uh, he had one. It's not his birthday. And so he doesn't get a free pass. Like I demand better from Vinny. Anyway, first question from Sweaty Spooks. In your guys' opinion, what makes a good streamer and what do you enjoy about watching streams? Is it the game, the broadcaster, or both? What do you guys think? Do you have opinions? Do you ever watch Twitch, hey, Cole? Hey, don't, Cliff, you? ask me how many times I've watched a streamer. Colby, how many times have you watched a streamer? Oh, absolutely nah. zero. <laughs> so You've watched me stream, haven't you? No, I have. You're like, I need people to watch me, and I've put you on my iPad and then just <laughs> put it to the side. I've literally <laughs> never watched you. Put it in the closet. You. Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, oh, there's your person, but I'm not going to watch you play video games, Cliff. Fair enough. Uh, how about you, Dylan? Do you watch streamers? Um... I kind of did for a little bit and tried. It's not the most interesting thing to me. Um, I guess there's probably a cross section where to me, it probably has to be a certain type of game and a certain personality that kind of meshes together. Um, if it's not just like a friend, like supporting sure. a friend and just BSing in a chat kind of. Because um, I think I think for me, I probably need to be pursuing myself getting better at something. So probably watching someone who has a better command of a game than I do and is not dry and can bring some sort of enthusiasm and, and make it kind of interesting, which I guess that could just be a very good knowledge of the game. Cause I don't know if I don't necessarily need someone who's ultra charismatic to teach me, but um, I think that's kind of what I like to, cause I don't know if I'm going to watch someone, if someone's really entertaining and playing something I don't care about, I probably won't watch. Um, I can't imagine, at least, anyway. Sure. Yeah, I get it. I, uh, to me, I agree with Dylan. Like, it has to be a very, a very specific, like, matching of things. Um, I like a, I like a, I do like a broadcaster who's charismatic, who's interesting, who's funny, um, who's able to talk to themselves just as well as they are able to talk to me. I think that's really important. Um, like, being that person who can talk to yourself for two hours, regardless of whether there's someone in your stream or not, is important. Um, I also, I don't particularly care to watch streamers that stream probably, uh, like I, I don't have any interest in watching someone stream Fortnite. I don't have any interest in watching a lot of those games. I really tend to like watching people stream games that, um, interest me that, but that I would never play. Um, 
so like watching Vinny stream uh like Dead by Daylight, those kind of like isometric um horror games are kind of interest not isometric, um Asymmetric. Asymmetric. <laughs> Isometric is very different. Um, asymmetric horror games are interesting because I think those games are interesting to watch, but I'm never going to play it. Um, I used to watch a streamer who streamed a lot of... Um, oh, shoot. What's the name of that game? It's a, a survival game where you crash land an airplane in like Canada and try not to freeze to death. Something dark. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Yes, that one. Yeah. Um, la- last Dark? Dark? I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, Perfect, Perfect Dark. No, no, Perfect Dark is a, is a Nintendo game. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. Um, like I, I like those. Like survival games are really fun to watch other people play. Um, like occasionally, like, I'll watch people play Rocket League. Like back in the day when I was trying to get better at Rocket League, I I would watch people play Rocket League a lot because it helped me get better at it. But to me, like the I. I even though I love playing narrative games, I probably will never watch someone play a narrative game because I don't want it spoiled for me. Um, so like occasionally I'll watch like uh, uh, Polly Nerdic the other day was streaming. Uh, this is actually probably a month ago was streaming um, Phoenix rising. And uh, I wanted to know what that game was like. So I watched him stream that for like a half hour, but that was all I was going to watch because I want to play that myself. So it, it, it really is a, mix of um you know the right game and the right time so i don't know i would say i enjoy watching so like uh hans that's on the show every once in a while he streams at twitch.tv slash man a bunch he plays tarkov that's been a cool game to watch i watched him stream valhalla the other day um sweaty spooks who actually asked, asked asked this question uh i watched him stream Call of Duty game, I think, um, which he's really good at. It was fun to watch. I watched Joe Coleslaw stream that the other day as well. Um, it's and it's fun, but like it's not something I'm ever going to watch. Like I'm not going to come back and watch that again and again and again. It's just not my not my thing. Um, like watching Vinny stream, uh, like I said, Day by Daylight. Watching him stream Fall Guys is a lot of fun. So I think it's to me, it's just the the right streamer and the right game. But they tend to be games that I don't want to play. Like it, I rarely watch people stream games that I actually would want to play. And like I said, I'm not super into watching people play. Like battle royales are super boring to watch people stream to me um, because they've got so much downtime too. Like there's so much time where you're not actually watching them play, which is kind of a bummer. So all right, next question: Elsarath52 says, other than your monitor, keyboard, and mouse, what is a really good thing to have on your desk a fan oh a fan is a good call i used to have a fan mm. on my desk but i do not now i should get another one um i actually need less stuff on my desk to be honest um i've got so much crap on my desk right now that it's it's a problem um i would say one of the thing that i've got I, I would show it to you but my camera's attached to it i actually for christmas got a combination like ring light tripod camera holder and so i really like that because it's it's portable so like it's not that my camera is always just atta- attached to the top of my monitor um i can actually change where it's located um depending on what i'm doing with it and who i'm talking to and, and that kind of thing so that that's actually really nice i don't it, the the ring light is ub size i think that yeah, it's UB size, TR50. So that's a, that's kind of a cool thing that I got um, that I like a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think <laughs> I think good speakers on your computer are nice to have. Like I like having like out, outside speakers, not just headphones. I think that's a, a good thing to have. What about you guys? 
I mean, Hi. I literally have a fan and a Data East mini arcade cabinet, and that's it. Everyone should have a Data East mini arcade cabinet. How else are you going to play bad dudes just at, like, the drop of a hat? Exactly. I, exactly. I know the true answer. Okay. Coffee. Coffee. Oh, coffee. There I love coffee so much, Dylan. That's brilliant. Coleman and I were talking about coffee the other day, and I, it's one of those things that I really regret not drinking until I was in my 30s. Um, I just I didn't think I liked it, and then I just found out that the way to drink coffee is just to keep pouring creamer in it until you do like it, and uh, then it's delicious, and now I crave it fortnightly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Colby, why don't you ask your own question? No, you ask it, because it's weird if I ask it. What's something you've bought recently and up until this point you've never realized you've needed, but now realize that it's awesome? Colby, tell I us about your this. toilet rocks. <laughs> toilet, toilet rocks are awesome. No. Um, so where I live has incredibly hard water. It's true. Um, like super hard water. Um, it's gotten oddly better, but it used to be that when you'd like fill, first fill up like a, a glass of water, it looked like white. <laughs> uh, that's uh, like literally it it was like cloudy that's yeah. how hard our water is um and so in toilets you get like this ring where the water just sits and you can't get that ring off um it happened in our old apartment too and like i like you know took a toilet brush and scrub and scrub and finally i went like eh, whatever like i guess they'll figure it out when we moved and same thing happened here um and then I found pumice stones for toilets. And basically, you just take this pumice stone and rub it on the, like, you know, any sort of stain on a toilet or, like, the, like, you know, rings. And it just comes off. It just, you know, <laughs> takes them off. And it was one of those things that I'm like, holy crap, I never knew I wanted that. But, like, now my toilet looks brand new. <laughs> yeah, your toilet um, doesn't look like poop. Yeah, exactly. But, uh... Yeah. Like, in the, ours also has, like, you know, where the water comes out, like, it also gets the, yeah. you know, kind of marks and stuff, and it just went right through those. Water in Utah is so hard, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, it was one of those things that I was never like, you know, oh, I need a, a pumice stone for my toilet, but, like, they cost, like, $7 for four of them, um, and it's kind of awesome. That's awesome. That's super amazing. Um so question, maybe with a follow-up question, like I don't have any interest in sticking my hand into my toilet. How, how mm -hmm. much hand and toilet action is there? Well, I have just you the thing for first. you. Yeah, they're called gloves. Like, uh, I guess that's fair. Like, like you clean your toilet first. Like, I mean. Well, now you ruined it because I was going to sell a toilet stick on a rock. Or a toilet rock <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> yeah. We have, a, Colby and I have a mutual friend who uh, doesn't, clean a toilet with a toilet brush she just like reaches in and just wipes it down and i think that's absolutely Wait, we do yeah we do see i don't really have like i don't i'm definitely the person that just does not have a fear of i don't have a fear of it i just I know that know. toilet brushes exist and there's no reason to use your hands yeah. but why did you think that like i mean after you've cleaned it do you assume that the toilet is clean i don't know i mean and also, like, I mean, it's like uh, the the pumice stones are probably seven inches. Okay, so you so hold could, one end. Okay, yeah. that that was what I was asking. Like, that's what I was asking. If they're not like pebbles that you have to, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I just I don't know. I, it kind of skews me out a little bit. It's all right. 
Uh, Dylan, tell me about uh, <laughs> stick rocks. <laughs> this is toilet rock on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, thank you. Something I kind of got. I guess I got. I have two ideas. One, I never really had the uh, like a fingernail scrubber. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That you leave by the sink. Um, and I'm definitely someone who. I don't like wearing gloves. I never liked wearing gloves, not when cleaning toilets, but doing other things. Like, for example, if I am caulking something, I get caulk all over my hands because I just refuse to wear gloves. Um, I've had all kinds of construction adhesives and things on your hands, which is awful because some of them don't really come off and they (laughs) stain you pretty good. Um, But at least with like the, those little scrubbers, like, you can make pretty quick work of the stuff that gets under your fingernails and stuff. And it's kind of amazing. Good call. Um, and I never really had one of those until recently. I was like, I was at the store and I was like, Hey, I'm going to have one of these. And it has been kind of nice. Um, the other thing is I'm guessing once I get my new front door, I'm going to be like, man, I wish I would have had this front door sooner. Um, because I have a new front door coming on Wednesday. Wander into his house. <laughs> My squirrels. house does have a front door, so it's not just a gaping <laughs> hole in the wall. But he doesn't have roommates. Those are actually just people that wandered in. And <laughs> yeah. um, but I think a lot of heat escapes through the the uh, front door because it's rather thin and very drafty. Um, this, but Wednesday, this nice one week from today. This winter, I actually put up plastic in my over my window in my front room because that thing just like leaks air. Yeah, and and I you know I've lived here three years and I'm like, why didn't I do this last two years? Yeah, like, um, okay, so I've got a couple, I would guess. Um, I, I said one thing, damn it, Cliff. I am a huge fan. I have six of them. Um, I really like. Uh, smart speakers. I'm not going to say their name out loud, but it's the ones made by Amazon because there's one in this room. Oh, Alexa's. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't care if other people's go off. I just didn't want mine to go off. Oh, um, I know. I uh, am a huge fan. I, I got mine about a month after they were released. My kid wanted one so bad, and we literally did not understand why you would want one. Um, and like I said, now I have six of them and I use them every single day. I have like, I have a clock that's tied to mine. Like, so when I put a timer on it, it like shows the countdown climber on the top or countdown timer on the clock. Um, I watch videos on them. I listen to music on them. We do like my kid uses his for math all the time. Um, I have one. My kid's afraid of it. So it's currently <laughs> unplugged. That's so funny. Um, I, like I, they're just, they're great. I really, I really like that. Um, I also have a ring doorbell, which I think is really nice. And it's not for the reason that apparently all my neighbors do because they're crazy and paranoid and constantly. Is it to be racist? Yeah. It's, it's not so I can be racist on next door neighbor and the ring app. It's so that when packages get delivered, I know about them. Um, I want one I when of they're stolen really yeah. badly and I can share it with my neighbors. My door doesn't have a, a people. Yeah. Um, you can get refurbed ones. Like I, I have the first generation one. Um, I think I paid a hundred bucks for it, but I think they, I've seen them refurbed as little as seventy, and they're great. I could also just put a peephole in my door. For Absolutely, like twenty five bucks. <laughs> but they're cool. Like it's, it's just nice to it to me. Like the knowing when a package gets delivered is is the most important part of it for me. So, um, and uh, then the the final thing, and like these are a little bit more expensive. Um, and I think I've talked about them here on on here before but uh the hue sync lights that you can get for your tv are absolutely incredible 
Um, I have three of them now. And essentially what they do is they detect the colors on the screen and then it changes. And then they've got three big LED lights that shoot out the back, that uh, attach to the back of your TV. And it changes the color of the light um, on the back of your TV to match what's on the screen. Um, we watched a couple of the, like the nature programs the other day on the, the, on Disney plus, and it was just so cool. Like the, the effect is really neat. Um, they're expensive. Which ones you watch? I, we, we stopped, uh, we watched, I think the, the, the ocean one, but we stopped before the seal got eaten or the penguin got eaten. So <laughs> I think it's a baby seal. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it, it's just, it's incredible to watch. We watched, um, so we were kind of in a Disney Plus thing. We watched like the fireworks um, over the uh, Disneyland Paris castle, which was really cool with them on. Um, it, it's neat. But like I said, they're expensive. The, the lights are like $70 a piece. Um, and the, the Hue Sink Bridge, which actually will make it so like, I'm going to get one next Tuesday. Um, like when I play video games, the lights will change colors. That's like, $225 so like I mean, for the full package it's like 400 bucks but um, it's really 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 cool like it, it's 100% one of those things that I didn't didn't think would make such a huge difference that I didn't think would be so cool and it's just absolutely awesome so like like I said it's, it's expensive but uh, but it is definitely neat um, so let's see we got it we uh, we did we got an extra question from Princess Megan I asked I asked Vinny for a question Princess Megan hopped in she said what is your favorite day of the week and why and if it's not Saturday what's wrong with you um let's go like Tuesday yeah so let's let's eliminate let's eliminate the weekend because I think that that's just too easy like because the answer is I don't have to go to work so what's your favorite what's your favorite weekday they all suck that aren't weekends. Yeah, they're not great. You don't have a. You, there's not a day you like better than a, than another day. Why would I? I don't know. I do. Why? <laughs> I like Tuesdays probably the best. Um, so you got to go visit Maury. Yeah, Tuesdays. Why with do Maury? you like Tuesday? Well, like Mondays are always kind of insane because you're you're having to catch up from like Friday. Like a lot of times, stuff just won't get done Friday, so you're having to make up for it on Monday. Um, and like my Tuesdays are usually a bit little more, bit more chill. Um, I don't have a er, super early meeting on Tuesdays, so I can sleep in a little bit. Um, my Wednesdays start at six thirty, so that's super early. Thursdays are usually a day for me that I end up working late because I'm trying to get stuff done before Friday. And then Fridays, some Fridays are good, some Fridays are bad. Um, it just really depends on the week. But my Tuesdays are usually pretty pretty okay. So that's why I like Tuesdays the best. Hey, Monday through Friday, I wake up Pretty at four fifteen. That sounds I terrible. Leave at one thirty, that's my day. I guess at least you get to leave at one thirty. Um, four forty-five is I... real early, though, man. Oof. No, no, I I said four fifteen, Cliff. Oh, four fifteen is not it's even a earlier time. I don't like that at all. What time do you go to bed? Like eight? Are you going to bed after this podcast? I go to bed at like ten thirty. How do you get by on that little sleep, man? I. I've you never just really do it. needed a lot of sleep. Oh man, I I don't get like eight, and I'm just screwed. <laughs> so Gross. so what's real fun is in like the summer or spring when I wake up at four fifteen, work an eight hour shift, and then go hiking. Ugh, it's gross. Yeah. It's dumb. Days. Dylan, do you have a favorite day of the week? Monday. Monday. Because everyone hates it and I'm evil like that. <laughs> I don't hate Mondays. Mondays are okay. Like, you know, I think mostly I, just Garfield hates Mondays. I love every day. 
Every day. Dylan's a fan of every day. Every day is a bright new day full of opportunities and possibilities. That's terrible. Uh, I like the one day a week where I have to watch my kids, so I take that day off. That sounds like a good day. so I don't have to work. Like this week, it was Tuesday. So I really like Tuesdays are great, yeah. Because I didn't have to work. That sounds great, yeah. Yeah, any day you don't have to work is like, I actually like my job quite a bit, and I prefer not working, so. Uh, Brooke would like to know, if you could eliminate one chore from your life, what would it be? Um, is cooking is a, work chore? a chore? Uh, <laughs> work is not a chore. chore. Cooking is absolutely a chore, and I would like some solidarity. I would choose that as well. Yeah. Is it a chore? Yes. Is it a chore because you don't like it? Um, because, like, like I picture, like, oh, I have to take out the trash. Like, that's a chore. I would say anything that you would pay your kid an allowance for is a chore, and cooking isn't one of those things. Well, then yeah, you just they have cook a, me mac and cheese every day. I'll give them ten bucks. So I will then you say, just have a personal chef. I will say like, two things. One is that when my wife and I got married, she said, do you want to cook or clean the bathrooms? And I said, ugh, gross. I'll cook. And I regretted that every day for like 25 yeah, that was years. A, <laughs> like, yeah. you have that's to not, eat that's, three that's times a day. That's not even close to even. The worst part is, is now that I, I uh, work from home, I have to make lunch too. Like before it was like, yeah. like lunch, she figured that out on her own. And Dylan and I went out to lunch together. <laughs> like now it's yeah. like I have to make lunch every day too. Have you like considered renegotiating I that? I absolutely should. I made so it's many mistakes. way too late. Um, but yeah, but if I can't choose cooking, then it's probably doing the dishes after I cook because yeah, I don't know. I I have always if they were just magically clean. I, I've maintained so, two things, and one is that if I ever got like rich, I would a hundred percent like I wouldn't hire like you know like a live-in cook, but I would absolutely figure out a way to do like one of those. You just go out to eat. I would go out to eat constantly, mm-hmm. but even like the the deals where like, there are things you should can like subscribe to where they will just cook and bring it to you um i would absolutely do that because i hate cooking and but i've also said that if i could take a pill that meant i never had to eat again i could eat for pleasure if i wanted but didn't have to eat absolutely would do that too so uh dylan when my wife was in like i don't know her 20s or 30s um she said she went like she had like a roommate and stuff and uh she didn't like to do dishes. I not the roommate, my wife. Um, and so she just ate everything off of paper plates with um, forks and sp- like you know paper or plastic spoons and stuff. And she's like, I never had to do dishes. I'm like, well, what about like when you cook things like pans and stuff? She's like, oh, I just throw those away and buy new ones. <laughs> and apparently, you can just buy really cheap pans and just throw them away when you're done. That doesn't seem wow. very ecologically friendly. <laughs> just going to throw not. that out there. This 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 was your wife's idea, huh? Uh-huh. Just yeah, take so, I, I mean, mean th- just take 30 dirty pans to Goodwill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what about pans? She's like, yeah, you just throw them away. I'm like, where do you get new ones? She's like, I mean like the DI which is like Goodwill kind of thing. She's like, you can get them for like a buck. I'm like, this is both brilliant so you, and you, you horrible. You drove to the store to spend five dollars on this week's pans <laughs> to bring them home. <laughs> so you have to clean them. She's on to something here, Cole. I'm. <laughs> I picture that's how rich people live. <laughs> like, I've I've literally heard that's how rich people live. I, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Um, if I had to do, I guess if we had to choose a chore that wasn't cooking, I guess I would say, 
I don't really do the dishes after because I, I make my kid do it. That's like part of his, like, he gets an allowance for doing the dishes after. Cleaning up after the dog. Like, I'm not a big fan of that, and it's kind of gross. Yeah. So I could I could skip that. Uh, all right, Dylan, it's time. Hey, yo, Vinny. Questions last. Questions last. Vinny asks, how do you think xCloud will compare to Stadia when xCloud is fu- a fully released project? <laughs> Well, oh, I'm sorry. Did Vinny come in from the past? Like, <laughs> I, uh, I did. Vinny ask this question uh, seven months ago. I think that uh, the the huge difference will be is that no one will be constantly wondering if X Cloud will also exist day after tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know. Hey, uh, how do you think uh, like uh, GameStop will deal once uh, Best Buy comes in? <laughs> what do you What do you think? Do you think Betamax has a shot against VHS? Colin? <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the still re- holding on to my HD DVDs. <laughs> yeah, like it's awesome. <laughs> God, I forgot those even existed. <laughs> you want to come watch a laser disc later? That was a that was a speck in the timeline. It really was. I think the funny thing is, is like talking about that. Microsoft actually was the company that got behind HD DVDs. You used to be able to get mm-hmm. an, mm-hmm. an HD DVD. Except it was a it was a you had to get a separate uh-huh. drive though. Yep. That was the problem. Had it been built in, it might have been a whole different. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys story, remember but... Divix and Divix players? Like. So it was, you bought a specific DVD player and then there were like DVDs you could play, but they like degrade really quickly. Uh, and so like you, so you'd like rent them, you rented them and then just threw them away when you were done. <laughs> That's so weird. It's so weird. It, the, the only good thing you, to come you'd out get of them from CompUSA. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Do you remember CompUSA <laughs> or future shop rip fries too? fries? Fries went out of business last week. Um, the only good thing to come out of Divix was uh, the Penny Arcade cartoon has a, uh, a like drunken Divix player that's a, a sub- anthropomorphic yeah, that's Divix a, player a, a, like a, a side character. It's pretty funny. I think that X, I'm actually really, really, really excited about X Cloud. Like the closer it gets, the more excited about it I am. The more I play, phones. and no one has ever said that about Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It's uh, I think the thing is I look back at Stadia and. Like they could have done that so much better. Like all Stadia had to do is go to Valve and say, not be owned by Google. All they had to do is go to Valve and say like, Hey, you want to partner up on this streaming thing? We'll bring the streaming hardware and you guys supply the games and we'll make millions. Like that's all they had to do. And they just flubbed it. Like just flubbed it so bad. And I think it's just too late. It's a bummer because I think it had a lot of promise. Um, but Oh, well, whatever. Uh, Vinny, Stadia is not going to happen. Stop stop trying to make Stadia happen. I don't think Vinny cares about Stadia either. He's got a NVIDIA 3080. Like, you don't need Stadia. <laughs> All right. Cheap Free Games, Rip Epic Stadia. Games this week. Uh, you're going to be able to get Surviving Mars. The time has come to stake your claim on the Red Planet and build the first functioning human colony on Mars. Is Elon Musk going to be there? Because if not, I if so, I'm not downloading this game. I absolutely, like, is, is this... Change the age of consent laws. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is Surviving Mars actually some sort of weird libertarian fantasy? Because I don't want a part of this if it is. Um, it's a it's a turn-based strategy game. It's actually supposed to be pretty good. I have not played it personally, but I've heard good things about it. Free next week on the Epic Store. Uh, PlayStation Now, we did not talk about this week because they have the worst marketing team on the entire planet. I, I literally don't know. 
I don't know why it is that Game Pass is like, hey, here's the game coming to Game Pass, and it just ripples across the entire internet. PlayStation Now is like, hey, we have a system just like that. Here's some new games. And I have to go hunting for it to find that. I do not understand it at all. Um, There's good stuff coming this month, too. World War Z, which is a super fun uh, game. Colby and I played a bunch of it co-op. It's great. Uh, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. Colby and I played that game and did not like it. But man, people that like it really like it. Um, You get to shoot planes down. It's cool. Uh, Infamous Second Son, a game I have not played, but I've heard is very good. And Super Hot, which is a fantastic game. Like, Super Hot's super good. That's also on Game Pass. And uh, I think they actually just got the expansion for it on Game Pass, too. So is World War Z and Ace Combat 7 as well. So, Uh, Also, coming to -to free-to-play right now, I guess. Like, I don't know. Is this... (laughs) How does it work when a game fails so badly that they're just like, I don't know, it's free now? Um, that is what happened to Artifact and Artifact's new version. I don't know what that's called. Artifact Now. It was Artifact 2.0, yeah. and it's Rip Artifact 2.0. Yeah, So, but they made both versions of it free-to-play. So if you want to play the original Artifact, it's free-to-play now. You get all the cards. Um, and then you can also play the in-development version of Artifact 2. They've like... Don't. Yeah, it's it's there. If you want to play it, it's free. So um, I guess I guess that it's counts the most as a disappointing cheap free game. Yeah, it's a bummer thing I've ever, ever, ever had to. I don't know. I'm sorry, Dylan. The 2.0 stunk. That's, it was awful. That's too bad. It's Literally too bad. everything they did to the game was just worse. That's really like, a bummer. Well, that game was the game was fine. Yeah, this will go down as one of my most frustrating video game moments. Is like a perfectly fine game just ruined do you think that if they changed if they just kept the game and changed kind of how the monetization worked it would have it would have been better like do you think people would have been happier no because people aren't happy (laughs) i think any i don't i i don't know it they were trying to do something that made sense and people are duty heads and like Again, I preferred their model to other models. Like, maybe they should have just stuck it out for a little while yeah. and seen if they could have done something. Like, if they would have spent the time, instead of redeveloping the game, just working on a second set for the game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it would have just done better. Did you put um, real money into it? You're not going to be able to please... What? Did you put yeah. real money into it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, it's one of those things that... Like, ask Hearthstone players how much money you've spent on a game. And, like, I spent significantly less on this and got all the good cards to build my deck. Yeah. So it's, like, it, it's it's completely just a, I don't know, it was, like, an illusion that it was, like, expensive or something, and it's not. And the more people would have just, like, chipped in five bucks, like, it would have just dri- drive the prices down for everything anyway. Yeah. Cause it was all it was all person to person, so there was no artificial value. So once the cards are out there, then they are, and yeah, I mean, I get it. So yeah, my guess is like someone's probably going to try and figure out a way to take this game and like mix it with the blockchain. Um, 
it's going to take like the power that it takes to run the state of, you know, Ohio, but man, there'll be a great artifact game. All right. Last up troll corner, uh, six days in Fallujah. We talked about this, I don't know, probably two <laughs> weeks ago when, um, the publisher is it political yet. Yeah. Where the publisher and developer of this game said like, Hey, just because it's set during the Iraq war in a incredibly bloody set of battles that resulted in the deaths of, you know, thousands of people and the U S may have committed war crimes. This game isn't political. Um, which is weird because six days in Fallujah publisher has said that it understands the events of the game are inseparable from politics, which somewhat contradicts that statement. Uh, the CEO. So this is weird. Like the game appears to be developed and published by, uh, Victoria games. So the publisher Victoria games came out and said like, I don't, it's, it's political. There's nothing we can do about it. CEO, of Victoria Games, who made the previous statement, then came in to make another statement and said, anybody making a game about the Iraq war obviously understands these events are intertwined with politics. What we've said is that we're not trying to make a statement about how the war in Iraq began. Instead, we're focused on this battle, the events that led up to this battle. We want people who were in Fallujah during this battle to speak for themselves through the game, which would be awesome if they weren't all dead. Um, anyway... Like, just stop doing this, game developers. Like, you can't make a war game that's not political. You can't separate yourself from the politics of a game. You can make a game that makes no political statement, but that in and of itself is a political statement. So, like, just make a game that means something. Make a game that says something. Make a game that speaks to the politics of a game. And, like, people are going to disagree with you, but other people are not. And, like, maybe... I don't know, gamers might be able to learn something about what happened in a, you know, battle that most of them probably weren't even alive for. So I don't know. I just, I'm going to keep putting these guys in the troll corner every time they do this because I think it's stupid. Cole, thoughts? <laughs> do, do you really want their politics in a game clip? I'll be honest. Their politics are probably bad, but like at least that gives you a point to discuss things. Like, I, you know, I, I don't disagree. I don't agree with the politics of those guys that made. It's going to be like uh, uh army of two. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Like an actual like real event. Well, I mean, it's that or, uh, you know, America's army. I like, I, I think the thing is, is like you look at the politics of like, what was that role playing game that they're like, I, there's only white people because there, there was no black people in oh. all of Europe ever. <laughs> yeah. Kingdom of yeah, Kingdom of Reckoning. No, I don't know. Kingdom, it's not Kingdom of Amalur. I think it's King, Kingdom of whatever that game. Kingdom, I we haven't heard of the Moors. Yeah, I, right. Like their politics were bad, but at least they like put them out there, so I could say like, "Hey, your politics are bad." You know, like I think there's something to be said for that. Like, just have a just grow a pair. That's what I'm saying. Like, put. Put, put it out on front street and let everyone decide about what they're doing. Don't try to make a game that is obviously political and then say it's not. It's just dumb. Anyway, Dylan's got to go away and we don't want to, we want him to be here for the end because it's important. So we're going to end right now. We're going to say we are bite me podcast. You can find more about us at bite which is run by my good friend, Rich. I appreciate that. You can go to, uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram slash bite me podcast and, uh, see what we do on those social of medias. Uh, you can join our Discord by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord and uh, finding us there. You can donate to our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast and giving us a couple bucks. You can join our Extra Life team or donate to our Extra Life team by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. <sighs> Finally, Dylan, 